Um, alright, are, are you ready for the bad joke? Yeah, I'm ready to be done talking so, about this shit. You ready for the bad joke, Kim? I'm ready for the bad joke. <laughs> okay. It was go. really bad. Now we will begin the dance. This is the drums dance. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books, of the show, of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and the nightmare is over, and with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Best in the world, voice of the voiceless. I'm Brooks. Hey, everyone. It's a cult of personality. That's how it goes, yeah. right? Yeah, he's going to get KO'd in 30 seconds straight. Immediately. Uh, joining us today, first first special guest in a long time. Uh, it's Kim. It's not. It's yeah, yeah. Technically, she's always around, but it's a uh, Tumblr user taking turns at random. Winner of our special guess who we are contest. Yeah. Uh, How are we doing? Bad. Right. Bad. It's a bad show. <laughs> uh, what was your success rate to win? Like fifty percent, and it was like on a technicality or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Uh, I guess you, because of course I did, and then right. I put Egret for Kim, because of course I did. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then I guess Balerion the cat and Balerion the dragon for mm. Apollo. Oh, that was the winner. Um, and Brooks, I I guess, yeah, I guess Davos for you, because uh, sure. I thought that would be funny. Yeah. It was it was a great bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we watched the worst episode ever today. We really did. Uh. Like, um, so just to kind of, like, get it out of the way, it's, if this was, like, Friends episode titling, this would be the episode when Sansa gets raped. So, uh-huh. like, if yeah. you don't want to hear about that, you cannot listen to this one. Yeah. Because we're probably I mean, going to be talking we'll about have... it a lot. Yeah. I don't expect that we'll, you know, go into any particularly graphic detail, but it's still a, a pretty, it's, I mean, they use it as the major shock value to end the episode. So, great work from Cogman on this. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, because I, I, I saw your tweet, Brooks, first, and every time I was just like, "Wow, great, great writing, Brian Cogman." It's just it's some it's some innovative stuff. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as as we just said, this is a uh, season five, episode six, "Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken," di- directed by. Can Jer- I just say, uh huh? Like whoever titles these episodes, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna, I, I assume the, it's also Brian sheer... Cogman. Yeah, probably the sheer audacity to title this the way they did, and then, then you know the sheer fucking audacity to title the last episode "Winds of Winter." It's like you have to be trying to annoy us at this right. point. Like it feels like this was a rape joke, like naming the episode this, basically. Oh, totally, yeah. But uh, no, also the sand snakes—they say it because they That's have to—they have to remember what house they're in. Because that also happens in this episode. You know, remember in season one, before um, Ned Stark cuts the, the deserter's head off, he says winter is coming? He says, I'm the dad. Yeah, that's, I'm that's the... the only time a man can be brave, it's when winter is coming. That's and, true. <laughs> and then you kill a man in cold blood. Um, and it was written by Brian Cogman, the meme man, everyone's favorite. Uh, I, I haven't been blocked by him on Twitter yet, and I really... <laughs> I, I assumed he name-searched, and I... I'm like I'm expecting it at any, any at any moment. 
Yeah, I, like, I, I obviously don't support, like, giving people shit for their lives on Twitter, but yes. he does seem like a guy who would search for himself and see what people yeah. are saying. Yeah, uh, he, he gets very gotten to, as the kids are saying. As the kids are saying, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so we start with 35 minutes of Arya Wall oh, wiping uh, a dead guy's body wait, with the rag. Bef- first, on the, um, <laughs> I, I just want to mention on the previously on, they have to show 17 scenes of Gior Mormont dying because it's mentioned later in the episode. <laughs> also, there's uh, there's the part where they're like recapping that Jamie and Bronn are going to Dorne. And literally, they just cut the dialogue from when Bronn says, the Dornish are crazy. And then that's it. <laughs> and I mean, that's pretty, yeah, that is it. Like, that's a good recap, I guess. It's true in this show, for real. Uh, how's it start? 35 minutes of Arya wiping a dead guy's body with a rag. <laughs> the, like, pacing of this episode was so weird, because it was, like, 40 minutes of just Arya and Tyrion things, and, like, a rape at the yeah. end. I, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I super don't either. Um, But hey, is she wipe his arm? Mm-hmm. She wipe his leg? She wash his hair, and then she, she wash his arm again. And I remember I watched this with a group of people uh, the first time it aired, mm-hmm. and I remember everybody was like, yeah, Game of Thrones tonight, and by like 9.02, they were already all checking their phone, yep. because this opening <laughs> was so fucking boring. Um, yeah. The thing like I hate about this entire plot line for the entirety that it exists is it somehow manages to be frustratingly vague and extremely heavy-handed at the same time. Sure. <laughs> like... She g- tries to go through the dead guy door, and the waif, who has still never been called the waif, is like, uh-huh. no, it's bad. And then... Is this the reason that she hates Arya? Is because she tried to look through a door? I mean... I'm well... sure in season eight, on, like, some inside the episode, David Benioff will say that. Because um... <laughs> that is the best justification we have at this time. But then also, she's like, you are not no one yet. And Ari's like, when? And then she says, when it's time. Like When it's episode nine. Ex- exactly. And another <laughs> thing I hated is how in in the books, they kind of have like a competitive relationship. Like it's not, I hate you and want to murder you for real. Sure. But like, the, I, right. at least the example, the like, where they pulled this from is they're like playing the game of faces or whatever it's called. And Arya, like the waif tells the story. And then Arya's like, you were telling this part, but you lied about this. You know? But in the yeah. show, she's just like, ah, ah. Two women in the same room, ah! Uh, what happened is Jack and Hagar was like, say a large number. And Arya was like, 12, can I be a faceless man now? <laughs> and the waif serenely says, one million. And then she kills her for real. Um, also, like, there's just, there's no dialogue in this episode. Nobody talks to anybody. Um, it's Arya's just people like, saying things! Arya's like, what, is, what are you guys doing to the bodies? Uh, already knowing that Jacken can change his face at will. So, like, even the people who, like, don't know Cersei's name, who've been watching the show for six years, know that, okay, they're changing their faces with these bodies. And then the waif right. says, no, now get back to work. And they're out of bodies at that point. So it's almost like she's just just being rude for no reason. Oh, weird that a woman would do that to another woman yeah. on the show. And then the waif goes, hey, uh, I did two years at Second City. Do you want to play improv for a second? Here's my life story. And uh, give me a location. A very good scene. Give me a location and a profession. Yeah. 
And Arya says, like, no one, yeah. and the house At of the end of this faces. exchange, the waif... <laughs> uh, go ahead. Yeah, so at the end of this exchange, the, the waif is just like, now, how much of what I was saying was a lie? And Arya's just like, what? Like, W-O-T, what? Like, she yeah. completely does not understand the question you just asked of her. Um, it yeah. might have been, like, when someone introduces themselves, and they're like, hello, my name's John, and by the time they finish, I've already forgotten their name. Sure. So, uh, maybe that's... I'm, I... I'm always too busy trying to remember my name so I don't say the wrong thing. <laughs> um, does anyone else remember in the books when the kindly man just beats the shit out of Arya Who? with a stick forever? <laughs> That's my bit! <laughs> it's a great bit. Yeah, watching this scene made me realize how much I miss, I mean, you know, storytelling. <laughs> and yeah. the, th the thing is, like... I do miss narrative. Uh, wouldn't it make, even like, even more sense to... Like, Arya seems like she wouldn't give a shit if someone, like, beat her up real bad, but if someone was, like, messing with her, she would. You know what I mean? So if, if he was yeah. just like, oh, that's a lie. Like, I yeah. feel like that would make her more angry than, like, slapping her with a tree trunk or something. Or whatever he's yeah. doing. I don't know. But I'm not, a, never know. I'm not a writer on this show, so. Yeah. I do think it's cool in the next episode where the waif, like, holds her fingers in a circle right under her waist and then Arya looks at it and then she goes gotcha and then punches her in the arm mm -hmm. that's a good one and then that's a good bit and then she does the other one and she's like you looked at this so you're gay and then yeah. the um the the church people arrest her for real yeah in bravos <laughs> and then lancel goes up to Littlefinger and says if your hand is bigger than your face you have cancer and then Littlefinger <laughs> says i'm an atheist and then the scene ends he says i'm an atheist and then <laughs> and, and then uh ned stark comes back and he says like a person who believes in god says what <laughs> this um, is a very bad episode another thing i liked about this is she's like i want i want to play the game i want to do the no faces with the wave and then literally the next scene jackin's like getting one up on her because he's a fucking master magician and she's like i don't want to play the game anymore yeah this game sucks right. which could be like if she was like a child sure but the show everyone just seems dumb like, mm -hmm. it's not like she's acting childish and is too young for this. It just seems like she's being, like, I don't know, an asshole. <laughs> yeah, fancy that. <laughs> to put it to put it in the simplest terms, um, I did uh, have a lightbringer for this week. I, um, I I I remembered one after, and of course um, it had to do with like direction and and how it looked rather than anything actually happening in the story. Oh, okay. I actually, I still like it. I liked it when Arya was like, I hated the Hound. And then he says, no, you didn't. Because that's like, it, they referenced the past. And like relationships between characters. And my and fan like, fiction. Characters in relation to one another. What's that? So, so I was like, nice. Can't <laughs> wait to see what Sandor does in season six. And then he just kills some people. And, and that's it. <laughs> no, he, I've learned nothing. I'm driven by hate, but more now. He says, yummy, yummy, chicky, chicky. And then he kills 17 men. <laughs> those are the true words of house to gain mm -hmm. and he uh, says it before every kill uh then we go to this fucking meninist convention off the shores of like <laughs> galantis or whatever yeah it starts with jorah checking his arm again right next to Tyrion. yep still got it still got the grayscale and Tyrion's looking right at him right next to him but doesn't notice um i also like this scene what it like puts out is that Jorah is, like, ignorant about everything. Which I guess would make sense if he's been, like, exiled and traveling. But, like, sure. this would mean he also didn't know that Tyrion is a wanted man. So he actually just kidnapped a noble for no reason. 
Right. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? He's very good. <laughs> He's like, oh, remember slaves? Yeah. I have one right here. Um, At one point, hmm? Go ahead. it's like one of the first couple lines in this episode. Tyrion is just like, oh, well, we can't live off berries and roots forever. And then Jorah, like, deadpans the camera, and he's just like, I can. Like, no, yeah. no you can't. Shut the fuck up, Jorah. I'm a, I'm a bear. And Tyrion goes, I'm the maiden fair, and I have a big old dick. And then they sing the song for three minutes. <laughs> so it would clap, but I can't hold any wine because my hands are tied. This is this this scene is also good because like Tyrion starts talking about Jorah's dad in the past tense, and then he's like, "Oh, you didn't know that your dad died by." And here's all the details about his death. And remember in season six when the fucking Citadel doesn't know that Jor died, but Tyrion does just for yeah. this re- just for no reason. Um, I wrote that down on my notes. How the hell would Tyrion know? Because he, he wouldn't. Because he wasn't drinking, so he was knowing things in this instance. Um, we're gonna leave. Anyone? <laughs> Hello. Oh, don't worry, I got one. Tyrion shared a bond when he peed off the wall. He peed. <laughs> he peed onto Jior's head, and this like linked them. And that's why Jior was bald. <laughs> exactly. Because most heat escapes out of the top of your head, so most of your soul would also. Work of the week confirmed. Work of the week. Yeah, this sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we're nine minutes in at this point to, into the episode of the show. Um, and I know what you're thinking oh at this point. I know you're watching this and you're like, this has been great so far. But I really hope this wasn't all the scrubbing we're getting in this episode. Well, don't worry, because Arya <laughs> is here and she's scrubbing a floor my, in this the, dark room with no lights. My favorite, th- they do this all the time. Like, if someone needs to be somewhere, but they don't have anything for them to do, they're just scrubbing a floor. Yeah. Like, Arya and Reek <laughs> all the time are just on the floor with the with the shitty yeah, sponge. Yeah. And, and Cersei and Sansa literally just sit in a room until the plot happens. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a thing, a thing I noticed about this is uh, some guy comes in and he's just like, "Please, I've looked all over Bravos." And a thing in the books is how like the Westerosi people in the free cities like don't fucking speak the languages and it's hard to communicate. Right. But everyone in this right. show just speaks English. Yeah. Fucking. I mean... <laughs> somebody in this episode was. Hang on. Let me control F my notes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, it's it's in Dorne when Control F. Fuck. Like, oh, here it is. Braun, Braun. <laughs> One of seventy nine. Um, <laughs> it's later in the episode when Jamie's like, Braun, you can't talk. Everybody will hear your accent. What? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like, "Hello, I am from Dorne," <laughs> and you're like, "Where?" And he's like, "Marine." Where? There's two things. New geese. Dovagetti. Jemmy Revy. Jemmy Revy. Um, I was trying to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, this guy's like, hey, I'm a bad dad, but not as bad as Stannis. Stay tuned. And so this this girl's very sick. And then Arya says, don't worry. This is good water for health. And then she dies immediately. Yeah. And I like, like, the yeah, thing is, F. Jacket. Uh-huh. Yeah, you go. Meanwhile, Jacket's just kind of standing in the corner, like, dark. <laughs> like, Darth fucking city is just like, do it. Yeah, do it. He's just, like, Drink sitting the there in the shadows. You're, uh, this is, like, her first of many pass the test by disobeying me later in the episode. And the thing that's weird about passing this test is, like, the the game of faces or whatever. I thought it was because she couldn't fool, like, masters. But right. here she just fools, like, some kid who's dying. 
Like, how does I, that mean yeah, you yeah. passed the test? I think what happened is the little girl was being tested, and she was supposed to smack Arya with a stick and say, a lie, when she said it was the good water. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now she's not ready to be a member of the Faceless Men. But it was good, so then he said, come see my weird face collection. Yeah. She scrubs the corpse a little bit, and then she goes to the face zone. Which are all real, as they'll be very happy to tell you. Yeah. And I don't... My thing was, like, I I don't know if I had a weird stream or something. I don't know if you guys saw this, but, like, when she was walking past the faces for a second, I saw my own face on the wall, (laughs) and then the video paused, and my faces opened, like, opened their empty eye sockets and started speaking to me directly Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, like, Brooks, someday on your deathbed, all you'll want is 120 more hours of your life. 120 hours, which you have wasted watching the show twice. Please, Avenge the life you've already lost. Go. Go now. Pause the video. And then all the lights in my house turned off and on for a second. And then it just started playing again. Did that happen for you guys? The uh, the exact same thing happened to me. But then a flaming halo skull flew out afterwards. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, I it was happened, using... happened to me too. But what's weird is that it used your name, Brooks. <laughs> so I think that was some very clever marketing oh. so you, by you were Brian on... Cogman. To, you know, yeah, it was, a, it was a good decision from Brian Cogman. Um... I guess I guess we, maybe we were both using Streamlord. I don't know. I think um, what happened is um, Brian Cogby took our um, like creative process, which is to make things so specific that they only appeal to like three people. <laughs> so he just wrote that into the episode for all the Brookses out there. Yeah, there are at least three. It's a, it's, it's it's a very important demographic. I'll have you know. Yeah. Um, and um, that's yeah. I I was listening to to like steal content from other people. I was listening to like the latest fandom following podcast. I think they were talking about like the King's Landing thing this season. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one thing they complained about that's very true is how the show pays such attention to detail for shit that doesn't matter at all. Like they're right. like these are right. all 2000 real human faces that we carved off of cadavers, but they can't remember like a king's guard should guard a royalty. <laughs> a king's guard <laughs> should to turn exist. on a light. Yeah, or turn on yeah. a light. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, it's 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 the drill tweet about candles. Like twenty thousand dollars for <laughs> for faces and then zero dollars for lights. Help me, my my faceless men are dying. My wife is dying. <laughs> my wife. Um, Love you. That's not gonna be the title of this episode. I won't have it happen. It's like have you guys seen Borat? Jack and Hagar voice. My wave. <laughs> Was that a good one, Kevin? No. Kim just said it wasn't good, so it's not going to happen. I thought, it, all right, well, I thought it was good, but, um, so yeah, Jackin's like, a girl is ready, you used your desires to disobey the waif and come here. So, she's not ready to become no one, but she's ready to become someone else in episode nine. I'm Jack and Hagar, stay tuned. Um, what's next? Uh, Tyrion, for this episode, hates Daenerys Jorah and, and wonders, wonders why Daenerys is worth all this, Jorah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, and um, we get like 15 minutes about talking about dicks instead of like young Griff or something. We also, <laughs> yeah. So, who? 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 Jor- you guys ever heard Mike Jones? Who? Nice, thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Jorah's like, do you believe in God? <laughs> um, and then Tyrion says no, and then Tyrion and. Jorah says, yeah, me neither. But then once she didn't burn in a fire. And the thing about that is magic super exists in this world a lot. Yeah. Like, I I, I didn't believe in God. Yeah, but, then, I, but then my dad pulled a quarter from behind my ear and I had washed behind there only this morning. Like, it's, I mean, it's cool. 
In, like there's in, something going on, but like I believe in the Christian Judeo tradition of God. In the uh, one of the deleted scenes, I I, I have this <laughs> season on like extended DVD bonus edition, and um, a scene they cut out from the show is they, they actually had this conversation before when Jorah was talking to Tyrion about his dead dad, and after he says, "Do you believe in God?" and Tyrion's like, "No, God's fake, and I hate him." Jorah says, um, "One time, my my has your talk." Khaleesi. He said, one time, my father took my nose, and he said, I have your nose, but my nose was on my face, and I knew and I must says, serve your the Your father dra- died. And he says, I knew I must serve <laughs> the Dragon Queen, even if I must go through the shadows of Ashai. And Tyrion... And the House of the Undying, and then Piat Pri is there also, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I like... wanted to be on the last episode because this is a fun voice to do. He said, remember me, Dean Felton from Community. <laughs> <laughs> you depend on our protection yet you feed us lies from the tablecloth <laughs> the dean from community yeah he was also in system of a town <laughs> uh, so anyways um, Tyrion's like Daenerys won't be a great queen um, she's never held public office how could you su- support her um, and then they see a slave ship, and before, and then Tyrion says, "Why do you think the slave ship is anchored right here?" And before Jorah can explain, they get interrupted by the slavers who have immediately surrounded them and found them behind the rocks, who are speaking common tongue for some reason. Yeah, these yeah. like slavers bay professional pirates. They're like, "Hello, I, I, it's me, the slave master, and uh, dwarf's cock, dwarf's cock, dwarf's cock, cock of a dwarf, dwarf cock, <laughs> cock of a dwarf." And then Tyrion says, "These are bad pirates, unlike the good pirate Davos Seaworth." And then he looked up into, his sky, into the sky, and there was a cloud that was shaped like an onion. <laughs> uh, so this is, this seems really good for for reasons that Eddie already uh, Eddie Eddie already enunciated uh, to some extent. But so a guy goes to cut Tyrion's throat on like the leader's orders, but then Tyrion says, "Hey, actually, could you wait?" And then they all listen to him immediately. Yeah. Um, and then the guy says, "Hey, we should cut off his cock and sell it to a cock merchant." Which, like, it's good. Great comic relief from Brian Cogman here. Uh, um, someone wrote this in an <laughs> Emmy Award-winning HBO drama. The thing about this show is that it has the best writing on television. Um, so the guy is waiting to cut Tyrion's throat because he read the script, and then Tyrion says, You won't know it's a dwarf's cock unless it's attached to the rest of me. Which, first of all, you could still kill him. Um... My favorite, part of, my favorite part of Breaking Bad was when Walt Jr. talked about his dick for seven minutes. That was very good. <laughs> it was good. And then, yeah, and then, like, and then he got a huge boner, and, like, he looked at his dad, and he was like, bah, 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 bah. Fuck you! Fuck you! That was my joke! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the guy who's, who's, like, waiting on the script to kill him and slit his throat is like, your cock will be dwarf-sized. And then he says, guess again. So to recap, on the show where anybody can die, Tyrion just saved his life by telling everybody about his enormous hog. Mm-hmm. This is right. literally, this is the premise. This is what, a rare miss from Brian Cogman. Um, and I like how Tyrion, like, so they then they have to convince like them harder to save Jorah, who's like a strong man. And he's like, he, Tyrion's like, he fought in a joust. And the other guy's like, no. And then Jorah goes, I killed a Dothraki. And he's like, okay, you can be a slave now. Yeah, and he didn't mention that he only did that because <laughs> yeah, just... Jorah, Jorah is the only person in Essos who knew about armor. 
They just believe him because. Yeah, the plot says it. And then another thing is like, uh, what was it? They're like, oh, we're going to Volantis. And then these, who are ostensibly slaves, are like, no, take us to Marine. And then the slavers go, okay. <laughs> and like a right. huge thing in A Dance with Dragons, which I'm which I'm reading again and is very good, is that like different sellsword companies think Daenerys is going to go to one place or the other. And it's, like, apparently very hard to get from one place to the other and, like, not worth it to do it. And right. a huge deal is when this happens in the books and Tyrion's like, oh, those other guys are going there, but she's actually in Marine. But in, in the show, they're just like, okay, let's just do it. Like, whatever. Let's just go yeah. then. <laughs> they're literally, like, upend our entire slaving mission just to take you two guys where you want to go because the plot says it. Well, I mean, they were just, like, docked for the hell of it, so... Yeah, of course. So Littlefinger walks past some beggars and also the Faith Militant, and this is a very good scene. Um, oh, yeah. And so Lancel stops Littlefinger and says, hey, all the stuff, we we, we tipped over some wine, we fucked up your fucknasium real good. And then he says, cool, <laughs> gotta go talk to the Queen Mother. Also, God isn't real. He, he says, there's little tolerance for flesh peddlers in the new King's Landing. And Littlefinger says, we both peddle fantasies, Brother Lancel. Yeah, I think you Mind mean, we count. both peddle fantasies, Brother Lancel. Play with our ass. We both peddle fantasies. <laughs> uh, and then, like, Andy walk- Dufresne peddled fantasies <laughs> through a mile of shit. <laughs> the one thing about... That, that movie did happen to be entertaining. Um... <laughs> When Littlefinger walks off the screen, uh, you see him, like, lip-syncing a little bit, and, like, you hear quietly, Lies from the tablecloth! La 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 Ooh! I thought that was a really cool choice, that they used their entire... They used the entire $10 million for this episode to get... To, to license... To license system of a down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was really... Ooh, it was bad. Uh, and then uh, Littlefinger talks to Cersei in what is the worst scene in the entire series. I mean, not, not not in terms of context, in terms of, like, how much sense it makes. No, but it'll, it'll pay off. Right. No. But yeah, it'll, it'll... At, at what point during this scene, like, Littlefinger is telling Cersei how urgent his message was that he didn't dare trust a raven. So, you know, instead of sending a message via the most efficient means on the planet, he traveled, you know, by foot from the other end of the continent. Well, he he has, like, teleportation. So who gives a shit? Yeah, like it's it's already been established that especially Littlefinger, but most people on the show can get anywhere within two episodes. Yes. So right. Um, Go ahead. The, the like he mentions he's like I know the the whereabouts of Sansa Stark, and Cersei acts shocked, but it's because she just remembered who Sansa Stark was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, who. <laughs> And uh, she, like, believes him immediately, and also Littlefinger somehow knows that Stannis is is in, at the wall and is marching, going to yeah. be marching south to Winterfell, even though Littlefinger literally, like, somehow secretly had an entire armed force go across the continent and no one knew about it later in season six. Your Grace, I, I traveled the continent to tell you that Gior Mormont died, mutinied by his own men. And she says, the, the Citadel has different uh, different records. I don't think they're, uh, yeah. I don't believe you. Also, just, like... We talk about this every time Littlefinger comes up. It's but okay, so he he was summoned to King's Landing by the Queen Mother, 
who like could we've already established could have him killed immediately without recourse pretty much like like right. she is higher status than him so she he walks in and he just immediately is like yeah one choice of companion is a curious thing because you fucked your brother <laughs> which is like it's a cool and funny burn to somebody who could immediately kill you like it's very good and cool and funny um this uh like also plants the seeds of like just things happening because it's whatever people want. And what I mean by that is Littlefinger's like, if I do this, you must make me Warden of the North. And, like, yeah, the king could, but, like, who's gonna accept it? Like, this isn't how feudalism works. Right. Like, you no, have well, to have a claim also, or at least some tie. She'll marry Sansa and then everybody will be on board. Oh! No, but, and like, at this point, they have to realize that Littlefinger is amassing, like, half the kingdom. Because he has the veil, he has Heron Hall. Like... She's right. not dumb. In this scene, she is, because the plot says it. Oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was yeah, complaining to Kim about this, how in the books, like, uh, for example, not to, like, spoil books or whatever, when Littlefinger is, like, Lord of the Vale, everyone's like, this is weird and I don't like it because you're not trustworthy. So he's like, please come right. to my castle and treat with me, all you people who don't believe me. And then they do, and they eat dinner, and then that one asshole, Lynn Corbray, he's like, I'll kill you, you piece of shit. And he's like, oh, you would kill me, much like the phrase did to the Starks? And all the other lords are like, oh, uh, excuse him, we don't mean to, oh, uh, please, we'll allow you, blah, 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 blah. But it turns out that, like, Lynn Corbray was being paid off by Littlefinger to be an asshole. Yeah. Like, was, that's was, what, was... like, that's what Littlefinger does. He, like, buys people off and isn't a fucking mustache twirling, like, yeah, I'll yeah. tie Sansa Stark to the train tracks and Ramsay yeah. will run her over. Lysa Aaron, come! <laughs> can you believe it <laughs> so so okay so Cersei only summoned Littlefinger halfway across the world to make sure he wouldn't rebel against the crown she was literally like hey well the Knights of the Vale fight for the crown uh, if we call banners and he's like yeah Robin will listen to me and then she goes oh there's nothing else bye yeah what and that's it. She or, she already forgot about Sansa. Yeah, and she says, at the end of the scene, she says, I'll trust you when I see Sansa Stark's head on a spike, and then it never comes up again. Never comes up again, and then he'll yeah. have no way of being, like, a legitimate uh, Warden of the North, or... Ugh, nothing makes sense. It's bad. Like, I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure when right. Marcella's body comes in in the next season, Cersei probably thinks it's, probably thinks it's Sansa. Remember when that boat came in and it's <laughs> framed as like the princess is returning, but literally the only person that shows up to see them is Cersei, who's supposed to be under house arrest. Yeah, and she immediately noticed that the, the blanket has princess-shaped lumps on it, so she knows immediately. Yeah, and she, she sees uh, Jamie's like metal hand, like the fucking Terminator going into like, lava with a thumbs let's up. Do, let's do sixty more episodes. I want to talk about it. No. That again. <laughs> Speaking of things I absolutely never want to talk about again, uh, we're over in Dorne, right? Yeah, uh, Trist Tristan and Marcella are at the prom garden. They're at the water garden, which is just, they're at the fountain. Which, and Marcella is right. wearing, like, that uh, dress that Gilly wears when she goes to Horn Hill in the next season. Yeah, it's, oh no, we fired our costume designer that we had for the first four seasons. Everyone else is wearing, like, you can tell I'm a desert person, but she's wearing, like, a, a frilly dress. Yeah, she's because not from here. She has her own customs. She, yeah, and her own passport. And Two, if only she had a king's guard. Tristan, yeah, right. Um, 
Christine wants to marry her now, but they can't kiss in public for some reason. And that only makes sense if, like, high culture and courtesy are, like, suddenly a thing for this scene. And you can't just, like, nuke an entire family of people and everybody be cool with it. Like, 24-7, Doran is fucking at the top of the tower with, like, a telescope watching everyone. (laughs) Like, you're not hiding from anyone. Like, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you have to go behind this tree so a stranger can punch me in the face. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and then so Dor- Doran and Ario watch, watch them walk away, and he goes, you haven't used your cool big axe in a while. I hope you remember it, because my kidnapping sense just is tingling today. And, um, Ari- and Ario Hota says, uh, he's, he's like, as long as no one has a very tiny knife, like I'll probably be okay. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it doesn't hit the giant Zelda eye on my back. Yeah, no one finds my shadow of the Colossic- Colossus weak point. <laughs> And then I disperse into, like, black tar. It will be good. <laughs> so, Bronn is singing the Dornish- Dornishman's Wife because Brian Cogman wants to pretend that he read the books. Um, yep, finally another song. Yeah, we got, so now we have three. Um, oh. And he's singing the Dornishman's Wife on, like, the hills of Ireland, where it's from. Yeah. Yeah, in the background right. we just see a, a horde of Dothraki d- surrounding Daenerys. <laughs> to 200,000 Dothraki screamers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so Jamie's like, your accent will give you away. Also, let's just ride behind this line of merchants. Who are all wearing the exact same, like, traditional Dornish garb, which is yellow sunspear clothes. Yeah. That we and all wear here. Bronn says, what will we do once we get the princess? And Jamie says, I like to improvise. Now, Bronn, I need a location that can fit on the stage and an, and an occupation. <laughs> yeah, known tech. Pet tactician Jamie Lannister has no plan. Uh-huh. And Bron, he, Bron is like, okay, uh, sellsword in Dorne. <laughs> uh, alright. See what we can do. So then we're just there, and some merchants are taking some bananas into town, um, which are eaten in Dorne, and Jamie and Bron just turn the other way, and they've infiltrated the water garden. They just, they actually just walk in, and they're like, well, so what, what was the plan? Like, what right. was the ultimate goal of this ta- that's happening? What's cool with this is we see 80,000 Dornish guards when Ilaria kills Doran. And is mm-hmm. like, because he's like, my guards love me. And then she says, actually, they're making angry face at you. And then she looks over and 80 of them are, are like making, I'm the way face. <laughs> so, but here, I guess they're just, they're all on, they're all on lunch break. Uh, maybe what it was is because at, at first you see them walk in and they have like their face, like the mask part up. So they probably just had like a hundred percent camo index and then lowering it, like finally revealed them. Like that was uh, enough for the guards to spot them. That makes sense. So they're, they, they're, they were like, I see you don't have an accent, sir. And he's like, oh, shit. So I mean, we also have a quick cut to the evil chambers where Alaria and the sand snakes are. And they say time for child murder for Oberyn. Yeah. Go team. I just, like, I think I remember this so, entire dialogue, and they say, Unbowed, unbent, unbroken, we will avenge Oberyn Martell. I am Oberyn... Oh, not yet? Okay. Not yet. And then they just, like, they, 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 like, they fucking Naruto run off into, like, the water gardens to kill a child. Yeah, yeah. and they leave Ilaria standing there in the dark room, and then later when the guards come, she's still just she's standing just, She's just standing room. there! She hasn't moved. Hmm. We should check. The, we should check the evil chamber for the mastermind. Like not even going up to your tower and being like, "Oh, I didn't know." They're like, "No, that's where you must command evil from here." Yeah. But also, you're a good guy. 
don't know. I don't know. Woman on top. Woman on top. Game of Thrones. I suppose. Um, so, so Jamie and Bron go to the kissing gazebo where Marcella and Tristan are kissing, <laughs> and um, so then Tristan's like, "Hey, that one guy has a sword," so he pulls a sword and he gets punched, and it's funny because he's not a strong man like Bron, so he gets knocked out for eighty years. Um, I don't. Okay, so Bron is like punches him out because he's not like a tough guy but he, he, was have also, a beard. he was also just kissing a girl which is like the toughest guy thing you can do right yeah so <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah kissing girls it's almost as if masculinity is a prison <laughs> anyway so uh almost. so ja- jamie grabs marcella's shoulder and says let's go and then <laughs> <laughs> That makes then, sense because no one got hurt in the in the fight, which is why it was weird. I thought the set, the soundtrack was like like my star is about to run out. Like I'm yeah, to go. And, but then a whip wraps around his arm and pulls it off of her. Mm-hmm. So my favorite thing for assassins, like for assassins, uh, is when they just use their their only non lethal weapon and then allow everybody to get up and pick up their swords and get ready so that they can have a cool fight. Instead of just killing Marcella or killing Jamie Lannister, who everybody immediately recognizes. My on. name is Obata Sand. Yeah, don't fucking kill him yet. They haven't heard my thing. Um, and this is the worst fight in TV history. It's very, very like, bad. Anytime it's not, bad. like, immediately cutting within, like, half a second, you see some, like, if it's ever a wide shot and you can see more than two people, someone is just doing something with their weapon, but not actually fighting. Yeah. Also, Tristane planking yeah, in the background. Kill in the background. <laughs> Trist- yeah, Tristane doing, like, a fucking Jesus pose, just standing, like, a T for no reason. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so like, and this, like, Tyene is double-daggering Braun, who has a fucking longsword, and she's, like, 3-6. Like, this should be a pretty straightforward fight, but he has to get the one cut later so that he can get his boner poisoned. Mm-hmm. Um... And Obara is just doing, like, Killix bow staff special moves from Soul Calibur instead of yeah, actually attacking. Yeah, she's just, like, button mashing. She's like, wait, I don't know how to... Okay, so this is this is low, like, this is low low attack. Okay, this yeah. is fierce. Okay, how do I do a special move? How do I do crescent swipe? She doesn't know. She's, mo- she's moving her GameCube control like a Wiimote. It's not working! And even um, though, remember in, um like, one or two episodes ago when that one Sand Snake with the spear, who chose the spear instead of tears through, like, across <laughs> a... Across the football field into that innocent man's head, but in this fight, she, like, doesn't kill anyone at all. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you saw Marcella right there, fucking kill her. Like, it's your... We have to kill her far from here with no witnesses. What? Uh, one thing that's, like, kind of... Uh, I don't know if it's annoying, but in fiction is, like, the thing of, uh, like, someone showing up and beating someone up real bad to establish, like, I'm very strong. Which I thought that spear thing was supposed to do, but everyone just sucks here. Yeah. Like, no one is good, but also they're portrayed as being good. So, like, I don't get it. All of this to also say how fucking... Great work from Cogman on, like, everything else, but, like... Like, the absolute coincidence of two kidnapping plots converging at literally... In the same minute is the most absurd shit. It's, It's serendipitous, is what he would call it. Right. Yeah, it's R'hllor put it together. Um, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but Ny- okay, so like Obara's fighting Jamie and Tyene's fighting Bron, and Nymeria is just the whip girl is just standing between them, randomly like whipping at Bron's feet every ten seconds. 
It would have been good if she like used the whip to tie him up so he could get stabbed in the head and die. But the plot, yeah. didn't, the plot didn't say that yet. Or if she like wrapped the whip around his his penis and used it like one of those rings that I've heard about, like a like a brawn ring they're called. Yeah, because if you if you rearrange the word the letters in brawn, you get boner. Anyways, so <laughs> then Nymeria goes up to uh, goes up to Marcel and says, "You're coming with me." And then she says, "I don't want to." And then Nim says, "I wasn't asking, princess." And it's a very fucking good line. And uh, and so she's within killing distance of Marcella and, again, does not kill her. Um, but then Ario Hota's here. I thought it was weird when uh, Jamie said, uh, men call me Darkstar and I am of the night. See, I, I thought that was interesting, <laughs> but I thought the second interesting thing was when he said, drop your weapons! And then Eris Oakheart just charges into them and shouts, for Arion! And then gets his head chopped off. By no one. I don't know who either of those people are. It was like, have you read Lord of the Rings? I don't remember what books they were, they were from. What's the tat? What's that mean? Who's Lord of the Ring? What's a book? I don't. What are you? Some kind of fucking nerd? I hope that Bilbo and Benedict Cumberbatch's character get married. I haven't seen any of them. Does anyone else think that Bilbo Baggins is a secret Targaryen? Follow my website, my webzone for reviews and theories. Hey, here's a good joke. Nobody's ever you said know, you Bilbo say that Baggins as a joke, but that's not an unrealistic Reddit thread. Wasn't that? I swear I was on Reddit fairly recently, and it was like, does the smell of someone's shit mean they're a Targaryen? Like, anyone is a Targaryen if you believe hard enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're like, we're all from Casterly Rock in a certain sense. Please, George, you have to water us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna compilate a, a best of episode that I'm gonna send to George. Um, and it's just going to be all of the instances of us talking about his piss. I, I think it's not really that much. I mean... It's seed. Put the seed in. <laughs> oh, oh, with the time George spent his seed? I forgot about that one. And then and then my email will be the first <laughs> internet that his computer has ever received. And it's going to burst into flames and we're going to lose the winds of winter. Uh... So yeah, Ario Hota shows up and says, "Stop this fighting!" And all and of the it, all of the eight thousand Dornish guards also show up at once. And then she says the funny line: "She says, I am a bar of sand. Who do you fight for?" I fight and for then, Dorn. And then everyone just drops their weapons and leaves. Yeah, and Ario Hota, who lives with Doran, like, and hasn't gone anywhere in ninety years, immediately recognizes Jamie's face, and then does a cool spin and almost chops him with his big axe, but doesn't. And then he says, "I'm very excited." I, it's me, the actor. I'm very excited to use this next season. <laughs> he says it would have been a good fight once. But yeah. he knows who Jamie Lannister is and also knows that he lost his hand. Yeah. So then Bronn says, you fight pretty good for a little girl. And then that's, that's, that sets off uh, Tyene's hysteria receptors. And she gets very emotional. And, and she, she, she just starts going, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the trained assassin just short circuits immediately. Uh-huh. And then they go and surround Ilaria by checking the evil room. And she just, like, she, she was doing the, what I think um, she, like, skipped a page in the script because she was, wasn't she, like, facing away from the entrance? So she was probably just waiting for her plot to happen like Where's everyone else. Where's that fucking balcony in this place? And she didn't know that this this scene came that early. Right. I also like how, the, like, they knew that she would be there. Because, like, right. it's, a, it's, a, it's like a squad. It wasn't just, like, a, a one lone patrol found her. They're like, ah, oh, of course, in the evil quarters. Let's go. Yeah. Do you guys remember? I'd like to think they just did this to every room, just barging in, 
Oh no, she's not here. Okay, next yeah, one. Yeah, we no, just didn't see the other parts when they yeah, barged into. Dario Nahara right. is just stabbing all of the walls. <laughs> <laughs> she had Your no fear. Is you have fear, but or, not some of it. Or is it no fear? Cero miedo, as it's known. Yeah, yeah. Which I have, which I have una mierda, which is very different. Dario Dark. Kim got it. She yeah. knows that means shit. Uh, it means one shit. Thank you, Kim. Uh, good joke. What? Hey, uh, speaking of speaking of mierda, uh, remember? What, do you guys remember when Olena does a funny joke about the way poop smells? Um, Kim, are you ready? Because we're almost <laughs> at your part where you get mad. Oh, you gotta you gotta go. You having tummy troubles? No. Okay. <laughs> so this scene starts with them being I'm stopped, my part. Okay. and Olena asking why are they stopped, and they did yeah. just stop for no reason. Like, it's, it's a nice for... setup for a joke by Brian Cogman, but also it makes no sense. Yeah, good stuff from Brian Cogman on the comic relief. But she's, yeah, why did we stop? And then she opens up the window of her cart and says, I can smell the shit from here, which is funny. And then they're just in King's Landing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice this. I just like, oh, why did they stop? I don't know. That's weird. Maybe we'll find out someday in season six. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, not, it's the Inquisition. What is it? It's, well... The inquest. It's the inquest. Yeah. Like she's t- first, she's like talking about talking to Marge about the gossip about Loris, and um, she's just she's like, yeah, there's these rumors about him, but then like she she's calling her own grandson a fucking pillow biter. Like great stuff from Cogman, and she's like, Renly buggered every boy in the Seven Kingdoms yeah, or whatever. Like, what you... So then then we go to Elena talking to Cersei. And Cersei does the, the the Tywin thing where she writes for five minutes, except after five minutes of writing, then she hands she hands Elena what she's been writing, and it's just a picture of Calvin peeing on a rose. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just going to be like Cersei Lannister written in like gel pen over and over again in like yeah. different colors. Yeah. But and then Elena calls Elena calls Cersei a famous tart. Also, can I have my grandson back? What? Nobody is. N- <laughs> you can be nice. Like, Olena is just an asshole. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, I she, feel... <laughs> she's pretty bad, is the thing. And the, yeah, my thing is just very bad. badly written. Even if... Well, I guess in, in the in the books, you could call Cersei a tart, because, uh, uh, like, Osmond and Lancel and Moonboy, for all I know. But in the show, the only person she's ever, like, as far as it's been proven with is Robert. And then right, there's, like, rumors right. of Jamie. Like, that's two dudes. Like, it's not Did even a factual beast burn. Oh, yeah. Lancel, yeah, I guess. But no one knows that. Like, yeah, that's... Cersei, Cersei has a thing for men in tights. Yeah. So, um, then it's... it's. Are we still doing... Are they still talking, or is it the inquest? No, it's, like... it's time for the church to do an inquest, which the church does. Um, And then the High Sparrow is asking Loras about the rumors about he and Renly, and he says, Why were you sad when your friend and king died? Are you gay? And then, <laughs> yeah, then uh, Loras is like, uh, no, I never did anything of the sort. And then the, much much like uh, Sidious saying, do it, uh, the High Sparrow is like, buggery. Buggery. <laughs> and he's like, no, it didn't happen. Buggery. Oh. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, matter, no matter what voice you say it in, I'm still going to say no. <laughs> buggery. Um, so then Queen Marjorie gets called forward as well for this tri- for this inquest. Um, and this is great. This is just some great shit. Because we, we see in this scene demonstrably that the High Sparrow has power over the Queen, 
which is cool because like all of season six is like, oh no, the faith has power now. Like remember when there was a whole thing where Marjorie was about to walk and then they were like, it's a new era where now we're the two pillars. Yeah, you're already uh, that. <laughs> it was that, but there wasn't a cool thing on their shirts that said it. Yeah, they so. had to do the cool tease of Marjorie being naked. Um, so then, okay, yeah, so then Marjorie's like, I swear all of these charges of buggery are lies. And then the High Sparrow says, psych, entrapment. Anyways, uh, here's the evidence I've been withholding the entire fucking time. So there was no need for this entire scene or any kind of inquest. I just needed a reason to imprison you. Thanks, Brian Cogman. So then Olivar, invented yeah. character Olivar shows up. And, and they, they trust Olivar because he knows that thing about Renly's birthmark. But I was thinking about it. And, like, a squire would probably help Renly dress, right? That's like, it's like not their a second weird thing. job. Yeah, like, and I always just assumed right. in like, this... Like their t- whole thing. In this type of... I was, I, I, I was going to say, like, in this time, but it's fake. But I meant in, like, this type of setting. Like, dudes, don't people just see each other naked all the time? Like, aren't there, like, bathhouses yeah. and, like places and shit where like everyone is just naked a lot i don't know i don't know that doesn't sound very toxically masculine to me yeah true um so for some reason they believe this this guy who's like i fucked him all the time but he doesn't go to gay jail and also they they take his word like for it over like a night of the well he's not a kingsguard in the show because he's just gay but right uh, like noble son and knight and literally the queen they just trust this like brothel boy mm-hmm. over both of them so then marjorie also gets arrested and taken away from tom and this is a bad thing because hmm uh, why would why was the bad music playing during this kim, kim had to had to step out oh, but kim she what she what she would have complained about is how it, at like at this point Tommen is like, I'm a little baby and I pee-peed in my pants that he can't, like, stop them from doing anything. Like, right. his emotions didn't take over him that he would, like, cause him to react in such a dramatic way, but her dying later is literally enough to make him kill himself. Hey, yeah, that's a good point. Like, he just sat confused in his high chair instead of being like, stop it! That's That's my wife! Like, not even that. My just wife. like, not even my wife. So Kim had to like pause the episode and like lost her goddamn mind about this. Yeah, I, w- I wish I wish she was she was here to tell you. But maybe when she comes back, we can have her hop on and and complain yeah. to pad out the episode. Because I I know I know how much fun. We're... Oh, Kim, you're back. I just stepped out of the room for a brief second. You have to get a suppression. You want to complain about what you're complaining about? Yeah, I hate the show. Is that it? That's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, yeah, you get the gist of it. So it's pretty much the way... tagline, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. Just welcome to Post Game of Thrones. I hate the show. <laughs> so Sansa's sitting alone in her waiting chambers, and then Miranda shows up, and it's bath time. Why was the kennel master's daughter sent to give a bath to the noble wife? Wait, how does... Wait, a noble person getting a bath from somebody? They must be gay. Uh, no, it, the, the gay or the plot required drama, I think, is oh. how it works. And also, it was cool because, like, the scene from the last episode where it showed Miranda clearly being coerced into the relationship was for nothing. Um, so then she's like, hey, Sansa, guess who gets eaten by dogs? A lot of people. <laughs> and 
Um, then Sansa just like reads the hell out of her and is like, I'm Sansa Stark of Winterfell. This is my home and you can't frighten me. And this is only so that I can be punished for it in the very next scene. I'm Brian Cogman and I hate. And welcome to Jackass. Yeah, basically. (laughs) God. Um, I I wish somebody would put him in a porta potty and like attached to a bungee. But yeah, it's a cool little, like, straw-empowering moment just to, like, up the shock value of everything that happens. Like, more than anything, this show does the thing where the only time something good or, like, that makes you happy happens is so you can be, like, feel like an idiot for it later. Yeah, I don't know why people like that. Like, there's all these, there were all these memes about Ian McShane during, like, the, the Broken Man episode where it was like... Hey, a character's back. Oh, he died. Typical Game of Thrones. Like, that's not... It's not good for you to, like, never... Like, to be taught that nothing is good. Like, that's boring. It's bad. It's realistic until, like, actual feudal or, like, societal laws have to be followed. Yeah, because actually... Cause yeah, I um I, I I just finalized my thesis committee and I got I had a really good week um and then I just walked outside and I got hit by a car. Great. Oh, because it was <laughs> the, well. To be fair, the reason you got hit by the car is because we were attached to you as a character. Like we knew you as a character. So if like right, yeah, I, I put out a tweet that had like a lot of a lot of faves about like just my good week. Yeah, but and if then, like the guy across the street got hit by a car, like who gives a shit? You know? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah like if I, if James Poole got hit by a car, being hit who? by a car. Being hit by a car really demonstrates your agency, Brooks, I think. It really empowers you as a character. Yeah, it's kind of like, I, when I was being hit by the car, I was like, this is very, you know, this this isn't great, but, you know, it's kind of like gothic horror, sort of. And, uh, you know, I, I when you, we'll when, you payoff later. when you finalize that committee, you are a hardened graduate student making a choice. I was, you know? I was, yeah. And some, you just gotta, just gotta lie back and think of Winterfell. Now, listen, like, I love cars, all right? Like, I... I don't want anybody to think that I don't love cars. Cars are one of my favorite characters from the books. Also, you know? we have we have to consider the emotional toll that hitting you took on the car. Yeah. And I mean, hey, actually, let's not even make this about me. Let's make it about the lady who was watching from her front yard. Because, you know, she's who we should really be focusing on rather than my own trauma. I'm very excited to see her yeah. redemption arc. She'll, she'll get through it. She'll just throw someone off a fucking balcony and be good, and then have her r- memories yelled out of her. <laughs> Maybe Cersei's uh, always looking at the balcony because she knew that Tommen would jump off of one. Um. So then Sansa's like, get out of here, I know how to wash my hair. And then she's in a fucking, like, palette swap white version of her evil warlock outfit from last she's wearing season. A, she's wearing an angel costume, and Brian Cogman comes on, like, the picture-in-picture and is like, do you get it? Do you get it? There, there was, um... Like uh, the angel and devil on the shoulders, but the angel was Sansa and the devil was Brian Cogman. And he said, Nyeh! and then he disappeared in a puff of smoke. <laughs> I, I do want to say that this cloak that she's wearing for the wedding, it looks very comfy. It, it does. does. Like, no, it looked like kind of feathers on the shoulders, but no animal exists that creates that. <laughs> so I don't know what, I don't know what it was, but it looked very nice. So Theon shows up and he's like, hey, Ramsay said that I need to, like, take your arm. And then Sansa goes, you think I care what he did to you? You know Sansa Stark? You think Stark? I care that you were tortured and made to sleep with the dogs for you? I'm Sansa fucking Stark. Sansa Stark, who's, you. whose main personality traits are, like, her compassion and, like, being Sansa. 
She know? kissed Lancel's boo-boos, like, at the, at the Battle of the Blackwater. <laughs> and, she, and she had, the, like, the ladies. That happened, she's like, pray with me. Yeah, they sang the, ma- the mother's hymn and, like, all this. And, yeah, she, helped, this and she, she helped a, like, a sick, angry asshole child across the bridge by saying how strong he was. She wasn't like, you fucking dickhead, just walk and be a man. Yeah. Got no dicky. You got no dicky, and you cry all the time, and you do, oh, look at me, I'm shaking. Learn how to not shake, idiot. I'm Santa, <laughs> or I'm, I'm a stone. Yeah. Stone. The veil's not a safe space. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sansa. Yeah. <laughs> trigger warning I'm gonna pull this trigger and blow your brains out with some truth you shitty baby (laughs) this is real life and aw you fell down the moon door anyway there's a wedding and then the show ends yeah and then and then just like last week Eddie said I'm not watching this shit (laughs) I really wanted to but I figured I had to yeah yeah there so there are candles lit everywhere yeah. at this wedding in the Godswood, and presumably a bunch of Northern Lords are in audience, and the audience never no. be seen. Again. No, they weren't. Well, they needed to be there to see the wedding, but it sure looked like a bunch of Bolton guards. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. Sure did. Hey, I'm you sure guys, they... you guys know how at weddings all over Westeros there's a betting ceremony? Yeah, but not in the evil. what. A betting, it's they they like sing like their songs of like sex and they carry what the people up to their rooms. So they're like, oh, do sex, so we know you really did sex. Remember when they tried to make Ned especially good by like saying he didn't want to fuck even on his wedding night? Remember how Ned Stark actually fucked all the time? Yeah, like for fun. He had he had kids. I mean, I know there are alternate <laughs> means, but he did have he he demonstrably had kids. He which are kids. often the result of fuck. But they're old. Listen, they're, you can't... they're old. Yeah. Yuckaroo. <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know. What do we say about this? So they're... Uh... I... Uh, it's, it's, it should be noted that like during the wedding, Miranda is front row center again for some reason, just cringing the whole time. Maid of honor. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and why would the Boltons think that Sansa would be into this? Like, why, like, the reason that Sansa's doing it is for revenge or whatever the fuck. I don't care. I'm Brian Cogman. Here's a punt. And, um, but, like, why are they, like, expecting? I I literally can't wrap my head around what Ramsay and Roos would be thinking. Like, why Sansa would just, like. It's because it was in the script. I think that's it, right? Yeah, no, that's it. And like, no joking is... aside, that's the, that's the only thing. Like, this is truly more nonsensical than anything that ever happens in Dorne. This whole Winterfell plotline. It just... She's a hardened it, woman making a choice. I, yeah, totally. Um, so Theon brings her to her chambers, and then, like, even at the beginning of the scene, like, for added shock value, Ramsay's like, I want you to be happy, are you comfortable? And then Sansa talks about how good uh, husband Tyrion was for a minute. And then um, Theon's made to watch, and they shift the focus to Theon's face, and it's truly, truly awful. Yep. And, oh, did, but did you know what happens in the books is worse? <sighs> did you know? Yeah, that? and it's also like it's it, it's ex, it's explored, and it's not just something that never comes up again. It's not just like Melisandre's boobs, where they just needed a way to end an episode that was shocking. 
And also, it's kind of like, um, because it's, it's supposed to be, in the books, it's someone pretending to be Arya Stark, and it's like, even if you don't care about Janepool, eventually you do, and you kind of have to, because like, Jon Snow has the whole thing, like, I need to save my sister, so even when people try to, even though you know it's not Arya Stark, like, you still want her to be saved, because it's something bad that's happening to an innocent person, but if it was someone we didn't know, then that could never happen, so... And it's so, so hard to write politics and political stories. George did it all in seasons one and two. We couldn't make a Vale plot line. It's really hard. Wait. Somebody tell me I'm doing so great work. I'm Brian actually, <laughs> This is actually the first time I watched this episode. Um, oh, God. Because Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. When it originally when it originally aired, I had missed it, and I I got home that night, and I kind of like read a synopsis, and I was just like, no, I'm done. I'm done with this this whole thing. That's this is literally the episode that turned me off the show, as it was yes. for you know everyone. It's Same. also the episode that made me have to create a podcast about how bad the show is. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and people also would always say like, what, lots of worse stuff has been done. Yeah. But yeah, like. M- yeah. Obviously, like, and, like it's bad, but like this was the first time that it was like I actually felt like gross about it. You yeah, know? because it happens know. for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Like all the other terrible shit, at least has like context and like results. Yeah, and this just doesn't. It's like I know, like I know the the, the Jamie Cersei rape like turned a lot of people off the show as well, but. Apparently yeah. that that's them just being the worst fucking adapters in the world and not, and thinking that that was somehow a consensual sex scene. And, and the abs- like, like if you're uh, not like uh, not to say you can't write about rape or whatever, but like it's see it's like well, I guess a lot of people think like this is drama when it's like a serious real shit that you shouldn't take lightly. Yeah, and, and I mean that's and yeah. if you're gonna do that, at least have it happen for a reason. Like, this scene could have not happened, and literally everything that plays out after it could have been exactly the same. Yeah. Like, if we it's, just cut to Sansa in the right. next two episodes, and she's bruised, and is like, he did, he did bad things to me. Like, literally the same thing would have been accomplished. Yeah. And, like, right. and it's like... And they, don't they, make Sansa's rape happen to Theon. Yeah. And it's, it's, like, the, uh, it's like how in the season six finale, they brutalized Loras for no reason before killing him, and it, it amounted to nothing. All they like, do is brutalize him forever. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, like of course, there's there's a way to do it in which you know you can maybe start a productive dialogue or do it respectfully or whatever. Which I hope there were pe- there are people, maybe one woman in the writers' room, maybe might help I, some. I, I think I read that like next season or something, or is going to have like the first woman writer of an episode or something. Wow, I could I be wrong. Like I could be totally fucking wrong about that. I don't know, but I don't remember hearing or seeing a woman like main credited writer up until this point, at least. So. so, but Winterfell is not a trauma narrative in in the show. It's a show about how badass Ramsay is. <laughs> it really, really is. Ramsay, who's good at everything and always wins, except for when the plot says he doesn't. Yeah, when it's episode nine and the good character John is here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the character of Jon Snow? Cute. <sighs> oh no, his his name is Kit. Oh, Kit uh... Kit Harrington. He, he he does have cute Harrington on his head. Uh, are we done? <laughs> Not no. 
I meant with the with the episode, and then we can do the stuff we like. Like, not talk about it. Yeah. Closing thoughts, Patrick? Uh, um, it was very bad. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where like, I'm at with I, it. I, I'm trying to think of something, like, clever and funny to say about it, but I, I can't. It was just that bad. Like, yeah, I, I think, like, in uh, every single scene when I was taking notes, the last note I made was just, fuck Brian Cogman. Yeah. It, or, I mean, it's been said... this is it, terrible. It's been said, you know, a million times in a million more more eloquent than me ways. This is a very bad episode. And it, it's really troubling that before season six, they were like, it was like, hey, Brian Cogman, I'm Entertainment Weekly. And have you like heard any criticism, like taken any of it to heart at all, even like one min- minuscule bit of it? And he's like, nope. Um, th- this episode like is every type of bad episode that Game of Thrones is. Like it's something to shock you with no narrative meaning. It's like, political shit happening just because people say it. It's people knowing things without it making any sense. Like, it's every type... If there was a tear below Suck the Dick right off a dog, this episode solely inhabits it. Yeah. It's... Like, I'm still... I'm still of the mind that season six is worse than season five, but... Overall. This has gotta be the worst episode, though. I mean, even, like, actual critics agree. Like, this is the worst one. Yeah. It was I on the Wikipedia. It says like this episode is voted like sixty five on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. Before this, the lowest episode was ninety one. <laughs> so like you know, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we got a warg of the week. Yeah, it's a doozer. Warg of the week. What warg of the week? Brought to you by Geico. Uh, did Kim leave again? Kim, yeah, Kim's on here. Uh huh. Oh, this is my, my Kim impression. Save 15% or more by switching on your car insurance by switching to Geico, work of the week. It's very good. Um, so my thing is that we don't know whether Serial Pharrell lives or dies. <laughs> oh, fuck. Come, we've uh, come full circle. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to bookend this really nicely. It's, I like to think of it as a Serial Dinger's cat, so to speak. Jesus. <laughs> Until we know for sure, there's a timeline in which Serial is alive and one in which he is dead. And in the I... one that... I guess. I guess. Right? Yes. Patrick, are you with me? Um, yeah, sure. Let's roll with it. Okay, cool. So in the one that where he is alive, we already know, we've confirmed this previously, that he wargs Ned and saves him. So Ned and Arya would re- reunite. There's a happy ending. No War of the Five Kings. We know this to be true already. So in this other timeline, Sirio is dead. He's presumed dead in the timeline of the show, so we do see the effects of this outcome. Ned dies, Joffrey dies, Rob dies, Tywin dies. All of these enormous events that separate it further from the good timeline in which No War of the Five Kings happened, right? So, uh, sure. <laughs> because of this split timeline, this is kind of the thesis statement, Arya can only return to the good timeline and return to Winterfell, having killed everyone on her list, thus rejoining the two timelines together. She has to remove all of the things that make the timelines different. There are a few people who have benefited greatly from this bad timeline. And think about like when I think of people who benefited a lot from the timeline, it's basically the people on her list. Cersei benefited a lot. Walder Frey benefited a lot. Marin Trant benefited a lot. Even the mountain became like this unstoppable killing machine. So by killing those four people, she can fully merge the two timelines. Now, how does this tie into this episode, you ask? Right? <laughs> I've been asking myself that since we, I woke up this morning. <laughs> Just why this episode? Um, by meeting, I want you guys to remember 
the girl that Arya meets at the at I almost said house of, at the house of the undying <laughs> at uh at the house of black and white in this episode. The dragon has three heads. She's being carried in by this man's face. This man is shrouded in black. His name is I looked on the on the uh Game of, Game of Thrones wiki page. His name is Joss, but um when <laughs> as in, you, as in Whedon? As in Whedon. And uh but even like his character picture is a it's a, it's a silhouette. Like there you can't see any detail on him. So <laughs> So he's all we know is what we've heard from him and his daughter. So we know that he's a father that he there's some degree of, of, of trauma going on with his daughter. And so Arya goes to talk to this girl who is wearing a bravosi haircut, which Arya does at another time in the future. Uh, there's a lot of temporal hints here. Arya says, I used to be like you to the girl. Another hint of some sort of temporal anomaly, perhaps. Uh, Arya says, my father loved me just like your father loved you. A lot, that's a connection between Ned and this this strange shadow man. She says, she prayed or he prayed to the many faced God. We've seen many faces on the weirwood trees. Another connection between this figure and Ned. All of these references are point to the fact that this is a moment of confluence between the timelines. All of these references have been references to the other timeline. So this is this figure and this girl are, are alternate timeline Ned and Arya temporarily coming into this reality. They're largely inconceivable, and that's how we can't see any detail on their faces, really. But everything we do know about them points to the fact that they're net, actually Ned and Arya. So, right? The the thing about it is it makes too much sense. Are we good so far? Uh, yeah. yeah. Try to keep yeah. up. It is no. Uh, uh, I thought Patrick died. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our time, our 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 timeline, Arya realizes this, thus realizing the existence of a good timeline in which Ned and Arya are still together. So by doing so, we don't understand like why she like like she lied to this girl and killed her. The only reason she would do that is by killing the Arya of the timeline. She frees up a space for her, for her own Arya to be in the good timeline. You can't have two Aryas in one timeline, so you have to kill the Arya from that timeline to enter into the timeline and join the good timeline. Kill the so, boy kill the boy and in this moment we see that both arias are weak she says that drinking the death water made her stronger again which is only true when the other aria drinks the water and all of aria's strength is condensed back into one aria and if we think about there's one smoking gun to this theory later in the season the girl this this good timeline aria's face is used by this timeline aria to kill marin trant she's using that girl's face which when bringing the timelines closer together. She's attempt so in closing, she's attempting to rejoin the two timelines that diverged when Sirio fought Marion Trent in season one and entered a state of quantum entanglement warg of the week. Warg of the fucking week, my dude. But we have to get the official <laughs> Kim. Confirmed what? or false or plausible? Um what? Warg of the week. What is it? Doesn't matter, just give me one. Um <laughs> busted. Oh, it's our last one. <laughs> it's our last one. Confirmed. Confirmed. Yay! There we go. Uh, that. How much work did you put into that? Um, you know, sometimes it just—it it was a good writing night. You know, sometimes uh-huh. like the words just kept coming. It, well, instead, I was like, I should probably do my grammar homework instead of watching this episode. You were like really getting down to business. Oh yeah, I'm like super behind on my class readings and stuff. I was actually like, I I should probably do the readings instead. Uh, <laughs> fucking nerd. 
Yeah. yeah uh, this are um these questions are a fucking mess this week, my guys. Cool. Like <laughs> everyone is just trying to take advantage of us, especially enemy of the show Matramampoline. I fucking hate Matramampoline. Uh questions. If you have a question, you can send us an ask on our Tumblr page, uh postgamethrones.tumblr.com or email us Please. at postgot at gmail.com. First question this week comes in from Nice. A king who still cared. Ooh. Get it? Like 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 Stannis. Like my dad. Uh, th- their icon is uh, the burning heart stag, so... Fuck yes, welcome to the show. Friend of the show, a king who still cared. Yeah. <laughs> asked, I was going to say that apart from Winterfell and Dorne, this episode wasn't that bad, but then realized that would be the equivalent of saying, but apart from that, Miss Lincoln, how was the play? Right. Anyway, <laughs> how do you think other characters would go about convincing that girl to drink poison were they in Arya's place? Um, they would just stab them. Yeah, they would. Most of them would probably stab her. Um, Sam, Sam would make reference to the fact that he killed a Fen and a White Walker, so you can drink the fucking water, you child. Um, <laughs> hmm, Gilly would stab her. Aemon would stab her. Daenerys would stab her dad, and then she'd drink it anyway. That would be sick. And then, yeah, Daenerys would drink it first. And then, like, and be like, good, and be like, see, it's fine. Yeah, like the ruby on her neck would start to glow. <laughs> the Nerys's neck. <laughs> yeah. So then the girl would die, and then like she would walk outside the house of black and white, and everybody in Bravos would bow down to her. And then the Nerys would be very old. Yeah. I killed but, a child. She would shout, but, and then everybody. But she would, but she would have <laughs> she she would have a very old woman's body, but Rago's hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone would shout, "Jemmy Revy! Jemmy Revy! Vos Dovagieris!" Uh, this is the nightmare question. So, is that even... This is just to ruin our... our actually... Lola Executor is bad. It, this isn't about a Lola Executor. <laughs> uh, tram- technically, Tumblr user Tramampoline asked a question. And I was like, this is bullshit, but then it sounded uh, very familiar to me. And I think you'll realize why. Uh, this says, Using Drogo's soul, Miri transports Rago the fetus back in time where he's delivered by an already pregnant Joanna. Joanna's fetus, fathered by Tywin slash Aerys, doesn't make it. Collateral blood magic causes this fetus to resemble Rago, and it begins to decay. After being dead for years, Mary sends it back to the future and delivers it from Danny's womb. Back in the past, Rago gets renamed Tyrion R equals T. Tyrion lives as a Lannister for over 34 years. Even though he has already killed slash absorbed his biological father Drogo, Tyrion kills his adoptive <laughs> father Tywin for shits. Tyrion returns yeah. to Danny to complete Mary's prophecy. Then her husband will return, and not before. Tyrion marries Danny, his mother. Oedipus gets rexed. The world shudders as Tyrion begins to mount it. I feel nothing listening to that now. Like, after 60 <laughs> of these fuckers. I mean... Yeah, totally. You, con- did you hear any of the words I just said, Kim? No. Confirmed. Confirmed, though. I mean, <laughs> we're very easy to please here. Mary Mazda Word very of good. the week! What was that? Warg of the Week. What was that? Warg of the Week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, friend of the show, Leaf Crunch, asked a question. Do you guys think you'll ever go back and watch the good seasons on your own time, not for the podcast? <laughs> or has the entire show become completely uh, unwatchable? Would you watch this episode again, Patrick? Uh, this episode? No. I'd watch, like, season one, I think, probably. That was good. 
ish. Yeah, I enjoyed season one. I don't th- like season one and two haven't been like ruined for me, but I've already watched them all. Like some of them probably like two or three times. So it's just yeah. based on like how yeah. much time I have in my life to enjoy things, I probably won't go back. But they're not ruined. I mean, still okay. Yeah. I would watch. Like I could like. I would probably not watch full episodes except for maybe Blackwater, but I would I would watch Blackwater again yeah. just for fun. But like I would watch like the the tourney scenes from season one or like I don't know some like sad stark shit of them yeah, saying goodbye. Yeah, or, I like, might I might like go on YouTube and be like Robert and Ned in the crypts, but I'm not gonna like go watch yeah, episodes. I'm not gonna be like I wonder what happened and and now his watches and like I'm not gonna uh, no no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that was the one where Gior Mormont died and that's why that's in my head. <laughs> uh. Tumblr user executor asked the question. The icon is just it, the icon is regular like pure executor. Pure ex- the one from heaven. The one from heaven, not the the mutant demon. Um, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Cool. <laughs> and, and I want to know <laughs> what other fictional universes could reasonably exist within the Game of Thrones universe, either simultaneously or at another point in time. J.K. Rowling just burst through my wall and yelled that wizards existed. Then so. <laughs> I just I'm I really would like the the show to end with a zoom out and it's actually like a very industrialized world the village starring M Night Shyamalan. Is that the like twist of the village by M Night Shyamalan? I think so. Welcome to Fear Baiting. What's the one with aliens? Signs, e- the good movie. E-T. That that also exists. Signs and ET exist in this universe. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't think Airbud would exist in this universe because I haven't seen, we haven't seen any dogs. I don't think just wolves. Uh, probably fucking Metal Gear Solid, like just because. Yeah, um, Super Mario Sunshine probably, but not Galaxy. No. Of what about not. like Super Mario Two? Oh, like the bad one. You'd probably make the case for the Ninja Turtles as well. Which um, yeah, because we do have sewers. Which Zelda game? Probably Wind Waker, right? I guess there is water in both. Yeah. And when um, like the, like the, the wand could be like a dick. That's very it's very good. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty. And like the ocarina is like a dick. What if Link fucked? And like Majora's mask is like a butt shape. It was yeah. It was like the the, the symbolism of the moon crashing. Ma- like... Ooh, Majora's ass. Ooh, nice. Uh, were were t- those jokes? Were those... <laughs> I don't. <laughs> was I don't comedy? think so. But I don't know. I don't know what is anymore. This is let's just say this is like performance art. Um, Tumblr user official planet Mars asked a question. Congrats on willingly watching the worst episode more than once. My question: If you could go back and change one thing about the books, plot points, or characters, or whatever, what would you change and why? I, the first part of the question, I was just going to say, never meet Eddie, so I don't have to do this show. <laughs> If you could change your life, for, never for more, make a Tumblr. For more, have you listened to the latest Adventure Zone? Yeah, you're like the thing that from your past that you would be able to change is meeting me and saying hi. You're and my then, like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I secretly killed forty people by like making a podcast. Uh huh. I know what Kim would change. What would I change? If you could change something like characters, like something that happened in the books oh. that never happened, what would you have never happened? Anyone dying, maybe? Any characters that you really like dying, maybe? No. Whatever kills me makes me stronger, so... That's a little insensitive. I'm That's glad Egret's dead from him. It's a... Uh, so, so, so you're glad Egret's dead? 
I'm not glad, but I feel like it's made me stronger. Did you tell all of our listeners what my dream was last night? Oh, Kim had a dream that I introduced her to Egret's actress and she cried. Oh. <laughs> Did you cry? I don't know. I think I, like, jumped up on her and, like, hugged her. Nice. Nice. And then I woke up. What? Sorry. That I think would be very good is that when Stannis is cutting Davos's fingers off, if he just <gasps> misses and just... By, like, six feet, just top half of them right the on dude. I thought I thought you were gonna say he cuts them right. all off. Yeah, just just <laughs> the the, 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 thing, the thing the thing that I would change is all of Davos's son die in the Blackwater. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. <laughs> Unfortunately, his wife would also have to die so that he could he couldn't procreate anymore. Or um, Wyman Manderly really just does kill him. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. That, those are my choices. Uh, what's the whatever the opposite of a tummy ache is? I just got that. I have like a warm tummy. You got that good belly. Yeah. Uh, more from... I really don't like Davos. <laughs> more from Trampoline. Remember how at one point we enjoyed Game of Thrones in our lives? It's such a distant memory. It it hit me last night uh, that I've officially now watched more of Game of I've I've hate watched Game of Thrones more than I ever actually watched it. Yeah. So that's technically true um what i was just that's probably why why i had that that spiritual event with the hall of faces oh i see uh tom the user winter's house asked the question how would the ending of breaking bad play out if it was written by emmy award winner brian cogman (laughs) Um, uh, jesse would die skylar would die walt jr would die and Walt would be like, it's it's over, I've won. And then he would shoot a gun, a Tommy gun into the moon. <laughs> Walt would put on like a really fuck. tight black dress and sit on a chair. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, Jesse Pickman would hit me with his car. I was going to say, like, <laughs> it would be really funny if Walt just, all he had to do in his, like, time to get out of things was explode his enemies. But he really did that once. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what we were thinking with uh, the last episode of Breaking Bad was uh, we, we've spent a lot of time with these Nazi characters, and we thought, what if they were good? Uh, you know, these they're still people, if you think about it. And uh, even though... what, we liked, what we took from George is that shades of it's the human heart in contact with in conflict with itself. So, what if Nazis were good? I'm Brian Cogman. So, so we re, we, we took that is uh, we we wanted to we wanted to portray you know technology has such a such an influence on our society now and uh, we wanted to portray that as the machine gun in the car versus the Nazis but in this case the human condition beats technologies and all the Nazis survive. You see, Sansa's needle is a is a knitting needle and Arya's needle was the gun that she used in uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, in Breaking Bad. Bonfire. Gus was on her list. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Uh, Siberian Pine asked a question, last question of the day. If HBO suddenly realized that the show was tanking and came to you guys to fix it, given what's already been shown and the medium, what would you do to try and save it? Nothing. Have Ned wake up and it's all just been a dream. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's, that's like my first draft of every Warg of the Week. If Ned wakes up? He's like, because the thing, like, we've talked about this before, like, I, I, I don't, I don't want the last two seasons to just to be a hard ninety degree turn like into being very good and like faithful to the books. Like, 
Because that's not what the viewership wants. You anymore. know what this is? If we, if HBO was like, please save Game of Thrones, and we were like, yeah, let's make it even worse. That would be fucking called The Producers Two. <laughs> like we'd be like, That'd be really fun, like we'd though. be like, okay, you know how Daenerys is a Targaryen, and what's their symbol? A dragon. What if Daenerys is a dragon? And then everybody would be like, wow, make it. And then we would get $15 million an episode, and everyone would be like, yes, queen, dragon, Khaleesi, queen, slay. This is maybe the most pretentious thing I've ever said, but I honestly don't think we could fuck it up bad enough for people to notice. Yeah. Like, if, if like I truly honestly, think if we just, like, had fun, and we were like, yeah, and Littlefinger just has, like, a giant, like, a giant, like, a giant 12-foot boner, then everyone would be like, oh, well, yeah, he's, it's R'hllor. It's, it's I read the books, and I know that R'hllor gives gives people the big dick i for, i was on some fucking like clickbait ass website earlier because i i like had to click something on facebook i was like this is fake and then it led me down this hole and then one of them was like what if Tyrion is azora high and then i killed right. myself and booted up skype so we could podcast this more like azora a low because he's he's short that's very good this nice. is post game of thrones the episode's over what if Littlefinger just like walked into the small council and he was like i made lysa aaron come that's the end of the episode uh thanks for doing thanks for getting through this with us yeah what's uh bless you kim patrick patrick where can we we find you oh okay so yeah i'm tumblr user taking turns at random and i'm on twitter at pg1497 you can follow me at either of those places but i don't know why you'd want to Great. Well, people do it for us, and we similarly. Um, just yeah. because uh, we got caught up on all the episodes, the post Game of Thrones is not over. We have a lot of dumb shit planned. Uh, <laughs> fa- fantastic satisfaction will continue, of course. Uh, uh, the a thing I mentioned, I think probably to you once, and we forgot about it, is that uh, Game Crusader Kings has a Song of Ice and Fire mod. Not yeah. a Game of Thrones mod, but a Song of Ice and Fire mod, so you can play, right. like, the, like, what was it? The, the, the you can, like, I want to play the Dance of Dragons. Like, the, like, the greens versus the black shit, and you can do that. Cool. And also, I know, um, Fantastic... Huh? What is that? Uh, I do just want to say one thing before the episode ends. Um, I think it was kind of fucked up of you guys to commit future crime and steal that Morgan Freeman, Andy Dufresne bit. <laughs> I the, didn't the know. Like, I don't know. I mean, the timelines. It was the timelines. There's this thing called artistic integrity. I don't know if you've heard of it. What's that? Well, the thing is, the thing, I don't know. The thing is, we had, we are, we had, we had stolen every present joke. <laughs> so 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 we had to, we had to start doing some fucking yeah, alchemy. You, you know how in cartoons like characters dig through the center of the earth and they're like I'm in China now. Like we mined so many jokes out that we found crystals <laughs> that were like heretofore unfound and they're future jokes. So <laughs> that's how that's how deep we've gone. But yeah. uh what was oh yeah, so for, a flat circle. For, uh fantastic satisfaction member Riney is like a crusader king's expert okay so maybe he could join us for that if we played it uh we have a lot of dumb stuff and we'll do the next season unfortunately the uh i've this like getting through this i've really missed the live chat yeah a a way to get to get all my jokes out and then tell them again the next day i really love repeating our own jokes if you, you could tell from this episode and many others 
It's one of my favorite things to do. But uh, thank thank you for listening to our bad show. We'll see. You. I don't know because I don't think we're gonna keep like a weekly schedule because the shit we have right. planned is like really dumb and would take a while to set up and everything. Yeah, but uh, we'll do stuff every once in a while until next season. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Teens. Nope. Teens. <laughs> work for week. Keep on chugling. Keep on chugling. It would be really funny if Littlefinger said, I I made Lysa Aaron come. That's our Did Thunder sign-up. just clap as he said the C word? No, uh, Kim's mom closed the garage, but... Th- uh, <laughs> okay. If only I cut it off there. Yeah, it was... It was the Judeo-Christian God saying, "Enough." She, she knew that evil was was escaping <laughs> from our house and had to contain it. <laughs> uh, we've got to go. Wawa, hoagie time. Here comes the hoagie man. Hoagie fest is here again. Thank you. Goodbye forever. Signing off. Kiswashi. <laughs> hey, that was the one I was looking for. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs>